An excerpt from an interview with Johannes Dinebier by Jan Dinebier, Gökhan Karakush, and Murat Tabanlıoğlu on June 1, 2012 at Winterberg Palace in Wuppertal. After the war, there was a surplus of wood materials in Germany. I created a lamp from these materials, and the lamp received a lot of attention, so I created it in many various sizes. I then traveled all around Germany and sold over 2,000 of these lamps. After that, I opened my own store in Dusseldorf on Graf Adolf Avenue, and I started to sell my lamps there. I also imported lamps from Holland, Denmark, and in the later years from Italy, while continuing to also create my own lamps. Architects from all four corners of Germany started to come to me. My luck was that architects had a very limited knowledge of lighting. I did not know much either. I learned about lighting alongside the architect. I was the first person in Germany to be interested in lighting. Architects from all over were coming to me because I was creating out of the ordinary lighting equipment. I started working on projects with architects. I worked with Professor Ehrmann and arranged the lighting for the German section of the World Fair in Brussels. My work was showcased in every issue of the International Lighting Review that Philips published in Eindhoven, especially with my work at Bonn and Dortmund Opera Houses. It is important to keep in mind the shortage in the years after the war. In those years, the one with the light bulb was king. Neon lights were very new, they were not liked very much, and they were getting a bad reputation from eye doctors and those in the field of lighting. I decided to use a light bulb in a different way. I worked on the Commerzbank project in Düsseldorf in the early 1960s. In this project, I created climatization by using the energy of the light bulbs. Since neon lamps do not provide a directed source of light, creating almost a milky soupy effect, I preferred to work with light bulbs and reflectors. This is a much easier way to get the light source projected to the area you want. Working with architects, I gained experiences and discovered new ways of working. My output became project-focused. A lot of work for churches came my way. I created the lighting for more than 1,500 churches, and none of them were designed like the other. I tried something new in each one. I did not mass-produce. I studied each space and designed the light accordingly. It was very early on when I discovered that light by itself is just luminosity. Alongside architecture is when light changes to become something and in turn changes the architecture. My wife is an interior architect, and she helped me a lot in this area, taught me all the finer points. I met Hayati at my store on Graf Adolf Avenue in Düsseldorf. Hayati looked extremely irritable and sullen. When I asked him if he had a problem, he told me that he was working on an opera project in Istanbul and that he had spoken to Philips about the lighting, but that he had been disillusioned by their negative response. Those who worked at Philips told him that they would not be able to work on a project like he was describing and that I was the only one with the expertise in these subjects and that he had come to me. So Hayati had come to my store, but upon seeing the few lamps present, he had even been more disillusioned. Upon this, I suggested that we go to Dortmund together so that he could see the opera buildings for himself. The day after we went to Bonn to see the opera building, Hayati was left breathless. The atmosphere created by the lighting had impressed him immensely. He said that I must go to Istanbul immediately. So a week later, I went to Istanbul. We worked together in Istanbul. Since the building was still being built, we could work, include our design interventions without any problems. We sent each other drawings for months and worked on one-to-one -one models. We started on the design with the facade. Since the Atatürk it had a glass facade, we wanted the building to present itself to the outside world and for the person on the street to think that extraordinary things were happening inside. The presentation started with the lighting of the stairs. Glass spheres placed around rising poles and a light sculpture emerging from the middle of the spiral staircase. We started the design from this point and rest came easily. Since importation was not allowed during that time, everything was manufactured in Turkey. This made the process difficult 
since we had to find the craftsmen in Turkey. Hayati found a few and we worked with them. We had Pasha Bacin manufacture the glass globes. After they were used at the opera, these became a standard item. We worked with two wonderful craftsmen, but since they had never made things like this before, they did not know what they had to do. For example, since we could not find reflectors, these had to be manufactured as well. We made them on a turn bench. After the fire, we had a chance to fix the mistakes. For example, in the Grand Hall, there was a majestic lighting, but you could only turn it on or off. This was a big mistake. After the fire, I placed down lights at the junction points. In this way, we acquired a light that lit below without touching the mirrored ceiling above. The box seats were removed after the fire because they did not have much capacity, and by that time, they were out of fashion. The opera had to be able to hold as many people as possible. For this reason, after the fire, two large balconies replaced the box seats. A large statue I designed for the front of the facade was too expensive, so it could not be made. We could not find the materials in Turkey. Later, Hayati tried his luck with a three-piece sculpture I had designed. This statue was made for a cultural center in Wolfsburg designed by Alvar Aalto. It was 18 meters high and made from rust-proof metal. However, due to the lack of funds, the sculpture was made too short and too small to be used in front of the facade. The purpose of the sculpture was to be a point of power in order to balance the facade. Certain things had to be changed and modernized as time goes by so that they are effective and cost-efficient. This is why I changed my design to LED in Dortmund. Then on the other hand, certain elements need to be protected and changed as little as possible to be valued. For example, the ceramics at the Atatürkütürmerkese are wonderful. It is very important that they stay the same. Hayati's fluency in German was a great factor in us being able to work so well together. Hayati was not a know-it-all. He was a decisive person who would listen to you and try to understand what you were saying. He would not make snap decisions. He would try different things. This was one of his most important attributes.